0: You get the sexy sax music tonight because the Phoenix Suns may have lost, but we're still getting Kevin Durant, baby. <laughs> Welcome <in>. We're broken. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the PHNX Suns postgame show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Gerald Bourget and Esmo Espo. And, like I said, unfortunately, the Suns did not get it done tonight. They failed to the Atlanta Hawks one sixteen 107. but to be honest, were we really like expecting anything else in a game where you only had nine players available to suit up for you in a game coming off the heels of an incredibly emotional like fourteen hours for this team? No,
1: no not we at had
0: all. lowered expectations I mean we we're
2: exhausted. I can't imagine how they feel,
1: yeah. As I
2: sneeze. God, we're just we're literally broken. Our right bodies now. are falling apart at this point.
1: Um, but yeah, we I think you had Hawks by eight before the game. I had yeah. hawks by ten, then it was hawks by nine. So
2: Yeah. We split
1: the difference.
2: <laughs> we can't even high five right now. I'm what not we can't, the, we can't even try again. We can't
1: even try again. Oh my know. goodness
0: gracious. Um yeah, it was it was a little bit of a rough one, but we'll talk about it for a brief amount of time. And then we will talk about more shenanigans around the suns the latest news from crispy haynes mikhail bridges and cam johnson on tnt tonight we'll get through all of that but let's just uh first start by taking a look at what's inside the box for this one yeah let's look espo would you like to help (laughs) us out on this one What's in the fucking box?
2: Nothing's in the box because I didn't pay any attention because I'm tired. And we got Kevin
0: Durant. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Yeah, you got a blank screen there, people, because there is not a whole lot to discuss from this game. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, there's a couple points where DA scored 23 points, but he only had two rebounds. Majority had, of the game, he didn't have any rebounds, which I know made a lot of people very angry.
1: Their, their he, leading rebounder was Torrey Craig and Chris Paul tied for five. They got out-rebounded by 24 as a team. So as much as like DA stand out, it was not a great team performance. And um, people have been mentioning this on Twitter because I brought up that DA only has two rebounds in a game where he played 30 minutes. Like, everybody's emotional today. They're probably tired. They were up till 2.33 apparently talking when they all found out about the trade, because um, it was much later where they were at, and uh, it was an emotional day for everybody. Then you're going into Atlanta shorthanded against a team that just beat you last week. Like, I'm really not reading into this. Obviously, that's not going to be the case every night. Aiden getting two rebounds. He has to be better. We all know that, but I, I'm really not going to put much stock in this game. Yeah. He had as many
2: blocks and assists <laughs> as he rebounds. did rebounds, and he had more fouls. Then he had any of those. This was a weird night. (laughs) It was. It
0: was. And like, I mean, you just, you got to understand that this game was essentially a scheduled loss minus the schedule, right? (laughs) Yeah. It just, it is what it is. It's not anything to be upset about. It's not something to freak out about with the whole going down the rabbit hole of, oh, no, we suck again. We're going to fall out of the playoffs, even with Kevin Durant. Don't don't let that consume you right now. We've got way bigger and better things to consume ourselves with when it comes to the Phoenix Suns. This loss was not one of them. Um, that's just my two cents on it. Obviously, it's your prerogative to feel whatever type of way you want. But Right. They lost it a game. Is what it is.
1: They lost a game. They're half a game back of the four and the five seed right now. They go on like a three-game win streak. Once they have Kevin Durant, they'll be fine. <laughs> like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: it's going to be okay. They just need to kind of get through this week, hopefully playing 500 ball, getting Devin Booker back tomorrow. And the fact that guys didn't play too heavy minutes tonight should help on the second night of a back-to-back against Indiana tomorrow. Um, But, yeah, you just got to tread water until you can get past the all-star break, recharge, get hopefully a healthy Kevin Durant and go from there. Look,
2: you can't get happy on the farm. But you sure as hell can get depressed. And this team was depressed <laughs> on the farm today mm-hmm. because of what went on. But they're about to uh, feel much better. And and even tomorrow night, they get Devin Booker to play uh, against the Pacers. So, yeah, tonight was just a wave the white flag the second the ball tipped off. We all knew that. We all felt that. You know, well, Lindsay picked the sun still. But we <laughs> she, even she knew it when I she did. did that. I was yeah. just trying to be. She
0: I was,
1: was riding the nice.
2: good vibes
1: of the I last was. two days. <laughs> I was trying.
0: <laughs> I know a lot of people in the chat are like, excuses, excuses. It doesn't matter what happened. Like, the like, DA needs to step it up. DA should have been better. And, you know, DA should have been better. Like, right. yeah, absolutely. Two rebounds is not great. However, I'm going to give DA a pass on this one personally because I don't know about you guys, but have you ever had a work bestie who left and while you were still working there? The next like month is just absolutely miserable without your work bestie. I couldn't imagine the very same day finding out your bestie is leaving. Two of them having to go (laughs) do something in a performance based industry. I I would be like, yeah, I'm done. I'm going to take today off.
2: Lindsay, I've never had a bestie in any. You want to be work besties uh, as well? No.
0: Oh, wow.
2: No. No. (laughs) That's I right. said
0: hard pass. I'm, I'm holding out
2: though. for Gerald. We'll <laughs> hard see. pass, okay. but thanks. So. We'll <laughs> too bad because Gerald and I are actually. Oh, my well, I see how it is. So
0: you can kick rocks on that. John, you want to be my work, bestie? <laughs> Let's see what his oh, bestie is. Oh, he came have to sprinting say. over. Yeah, buddy. Oh, oh, oh he's at that? his bestie. This is, this is what best best besties best look
2: like. Anybody <laughs>
0: can have.
2: That's what besties
0: do cute all right we do have two super chats already thank you guys for your super chats espos burner said love you mikhail always a son and forever a champion we agree Espo burner and then chris uh thank you for your super chat said will kd be on the bench tomorrow
1: no i don't think so i'm not sure i don't know how this whole thing works i would guess no but
2: if i'm kevin Durant, am i really going to indiana to sit on the bench no
0: I feel like I would no. meet the team in Phoenix, and the first game that you see me at would be Tuesday.
2: If I'm Kevin Durant, I'm going, wait, I I can go to Phoenix, party at the Super Bowl stuff, and then report to my new team? Yeah, I'm doing that instead of going to Indiana. Yeah. Fair.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have no idea if he'll be there tomorrow or not, but if I, I agree with you guys. If I'm Kevin Durant, <laughs> I am not flying to Indiana. Mm. No, no, no hard pass coming straight here. I'm going to hang out and do fun things around the Super Bowl and all the craziness that is happening here in Phoenix. And then I will hang out with my team on Sunday because they'll be get back late or early Saturday morning Mm -hmm. um, from their back to back. And then I'm pretty sure they all have plans around the Super Bowl. I would guess Monty would give them both days (laughs) off since it's a three day break for games for them. And they would practice on Monday and that'd be the first day Kevin shows up to anything. Okay, it's weird calling him Kevin. I can't do that. KD. That is so weird.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, I didn't like how that just. Oh no, that that would be the first time KD shows up to a team event.
2: Yeah, he's got to find a place to live too. You got to think about that. I mean,
0: well. The team does have. okay. so Kevin Durant ain't staying in whatever
2: uh, shit box the team has for a fill in a blank guy that comes into town that, you know, is not a superstar.
0: Fair. But you would think if he needed to stay in there available, they typically have apartments around the city. If he needed to stay in one for two days before he picks wherever he's going to stay. It's, it's Kevin Durant. There.
2: He stayed at the Rich Carlton I mean, or probably, whatever. You know, yeah, the W. He's staying wherever the hell he wants until he <laughs> finds a place. But
0: Yeah, you're probably right on that one. But, well, you know. But we'll find out and we'll keep you posted. Hopefully, we will also get more word on when we will first hear from KD as um, like a media introductory press conference, likely sometime next week. But mm. once we get a, an official word on that, we'll keep you guys posted. And, of course... We will tell you all the things that we heard from um, that introductory press conference and T.J. Warren as well. But is that good enough for the game? You guys good on that?
2: You know, if I'm a high-end real estate agent, I'm hanging around the Suns facility right now because <laughs> uh, Matt Ishbia needs a place to live. Kevin Durant needs a place to live. Uh, to a lesser extent, T.J. Warren probably does. Mm-hmm. And there is a uh, Bazley. Look, you, you could make some good commission right now. Actually, Devin's
0: brother is I was going to say, Duvon Wade might be in very uh, <laughs> good good position right now. He's a fantastic realtor as well, but he's probably in a good position. Yeah. <laughs> as far as uh, some new clients that he might be able to pick up. All right. Any final thoughts on the game before we move on to other things? Are we going to do it. our king? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. No, not yet. Yeah. We'll get not there. Yet. One second. Well, yeah. should we do that yeah, first? Yeah, let's do it right now. Okay, yeah, before first, we name gonna... our king of the game, Everyone, grab yourself four Peaks beer. We'll get ready. Sit back, lock in for the remainder of this show. Also, the big game is around the corner. Nothing says a good time like sports and four Peaks beer. And so if you have not picked any up, highly recommend you grab some before Sunday. Also, if you haven't if you have had a chance to try Arizona's number one wheat ale in Wow Wheat, then come on down to Old Town Boondocks for the Tailgate Time Machine, This Saturday, February 11th, try Four Peaks' newest innovation. It is packed full of Arizona citrus flavors, and it is perfect for light drinking in the desert sun. Uh, You can check out all of the information at fourpeakscom slash events. But just a reminder, you do have to be 21 years or older, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. All right. Now that we all got our Four Peaks beers, Mm -hmm. our draft King king of the game is...
2: The only guy that did anything worth uh, talking about, Josh Akoge. Mm-hmm.
0: Could you sound yeah. any more sad <laughs> I don't... I got five,
1: this.
0: I've done five <laughs> shows in 21 <laughs>
2: hours, all right?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, he, he was great tonight. Yeah. He was one of the two guys, him and Ish Wainwright, that kind of came in understanding, like, new guys are coming here. I've got to play my ass off and prove that I'm ready to stake my claim for minutes. <laughs> And Akogi was great. He had a uh, team-high 25 points, four rebounds, three steals, three assists, um, a block, shot nine of 17, made three of his six threes, got to the free throw line four times, made all of them. Like, he was really good. Nobody else really followed his his uh, lead there, but, um, yeah, it was good. And Ish Wainwright had 17 off the bench. Like, he was good tonight, too. And that's about as
2: far as the positives go. Shout-out to Leah behind the Mac. Doing the Lord's work, putting that crown around that mask and all that other. I'm just crown.
0: saying, I might be the best crown placer
2: at PHNX, and, Ooh, is and this is this dates back to last season. I'm just saying. I it's think true. that
1: was impeccable
2: the crown placement with the mask too. She's gonna be retiring from that soon too. She's coming to work for me in the context. <laughs> There's been a
0: trade center, so. in PHNX oh, There's been a yep. trade. I've
2: acquired Leah. For nothing, and I <laughs> oh, win. Yeah. I don't it's know. like getting KD
0: for five second round picks, yeah, yeah. and Damon has been called up. Yes, there, there you go. go. All right, there you go. All right. Um, If you guys have not downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app right yet, right now is a great time to do that because when you download the app and sign up with the code PHNX, new customers can bet five dollars on the NBA and get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Again, with that code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Take advantage of the bonus bets and then come back and visit us. Pre-game, we always give our DraftKings picks of the game. And tonight, we actually all did a really fantastic job. Three for three. Me, Saul, and Espo all won our bets tonight. Saul took the Hawks' money line. Espo took Chris Paul first field goal, and I had first field goal as a two-point bucket, even though the graphics is three-point, but that's okay. not Leah's fault. Okay. Um, and so we all hit our hear bets, that? and the only reason why I'm upset about this, because I appreciate going three-for-three three with all of us, right, mm-hmm. is that Espo is now only like 20 bucks behind You hear
2: that? I'm coming for ya. you.
0: You low-key are, the, though.
2: The <laughs> Fat Reaper's coming for you. Yeah. No, no. So
0: Saul is at $68.13. I am at $185.54. And Espo is so close at $164. So i, want, I, I just. I many need want, you to lose some bets look, the next I, few games.
2: I just went back to my bread and butter. I started betting first basket again. Mm-hmm. And I've won two in a row. And that's that's just what has helped me uh, get here. And uh, we've buried Cow- Crowder's Cash Club deep, deep, deep uh, <laughs> in the ground. But we're now finding new ways to to win on that first bucket.
0: I'm just kind of I was I don't know I would have guessed that you would have taken D A because D A was like the favorite to take the first field goal tonight. I think he was only a plus two forty or something like yeah. that on on DraftKings. So I figured you would have taken. Taken that.
2: I wasn't born yesterday, Lindsay. I
0: know. I wish I, you were that. I
2: knew Chris Paul was going to be the man <laughs> and, uh, and I nailed it. So.
0: All right. Uh, Katie is coming to town and we know that our friends over at OG's are a big fan of Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. And we would want you guys to be a big fan of our friend over at OG's. I'm struggling mightily today. So y'all just got to give me some grace. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm literally like seeing double at this point. Um, Our friends over at OG's though, they make the best scratch made THC edible gummies and they are all about good vibes. They're all about creating products that not only fit like the PHNX brand, but the brand of the community here in Phoenix. And I just think they have a product for everybody, regardless of what you're looking for out of edibles. Um, And their brand new Happy Balance Edition edible is coming out soon. This is a one-to-one ratio of CBD and THC, and it is in the brand new flavor, Strawberries and Cream, which is mighty delightful and it is hitting shelves soon. You can check them out at ogsbrands.com or find them at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to enjoy and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. Okay, shall like, we talk about the twins?
2: Lifetime supply for Katie. We'll we got to talk to her friends. We'll I guaranteed it. so
0: We do got to talk about it. A lot of people in the chat right now are talking about the interview with Mikkel Bridges on TNT tonight and – whoo that one hit me in the feels it, it was rough uh let's listen along together
3: first and foremost you've been active on twitter the last 24 hours <laughs> surprised that you got moved you also have a pinned tweet saying i never want to leave phoenix what's been your reaction to being traded um i mean it's crazy man you know it's part of business but life goes on you know um what Coach Moni, Coach Amani always says that I ain't getting sent off the war, so you know it's you'll be alright. But um, I mean, i was excited for opportunity. Um, kind of had a feeling since the summer when Katie wanted to go to the Suns, I knew me and Cam were probably the, the two guys that probably go. But um, it's crazy, man. But excited to be here in Brooklyn and can't wait to go out there. What's it like when you're included in a package for a guy that like Kevin Durant? Um, just kind of just like look at him like yeah like I get it you know like I get it shit like oh excuse my language but um that's right. LeBron did worse a couple of nights ago but like I get it man one of my favorite players growing up and I know how incredibly talented he is so I get it share with everybody how you found out that you got traded so my boy my boy Damian Lee he was in a hotel and he facetimed me and you could tell he was upset he was just like I'm sorry like I'm sorry about this and that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He was like, you ain't see him. I'm like, see what? He was like, you got traded to, uh, to Brooklyn for KD. I was like, oh, man. Went to Twitter, saw it. And that's when I tweeted And then my agents called me like, like a couple minutes later. And then that's how I found out.
0: Okay, so the biggest thing that came from this, of course, with the conversation around the photos and videos we saw of Cam and Mikel and in this interview of Cam, of Mikel tonight was everyone was like, they look so sad. They yeah. look so exhausted. Like kudos to Mikel for trying to smile through this interview and good, give good answers. But we all can tell that like there's feelings deep down inside that they're trying to hide. So one thing I will throw out there as far as DA and the guys playing tonight, if we have empathy for Cam and Mikel in this situation, we need to have empathy for their teammates as well. Cause they're all going through it. Right. If we can literally see it mm-hmm. from those two guys sitting on the sidelines then you know that it's happening with the guys who are still on this Suns team. So I'm just throwing that out there. But anyway, I digress.
2: Shit, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm
0: sorry, man. It's Um, okay. Saul said something worse earlier (laughs) today. There you go. Uh,
1: Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, it's sad to see them both kind of so dejected like that. And there's a reason that, you know, everybody's excited about Kevin Durant, obviously, or most people are. Um, But I think it's okay to make room for feeling sad that two fan favorites, all-time fan favorites, are out the door as a result. Um, You could tell that it bothered both of them, that they're still kind of shell-shocked as well because of how late it probably happened their time when they found out. Um, So yeah, it's brutal. It's, It's okay to be excited about Kevin Durant. It's also okay to feel that kind of twinge of sadness like, damn, they're... They're really gone now. It's the first time in 365 regular season games we've had a Suns game
2: where Mikael Bridges wasn't on the floor. It It was very weird. And it's okay to not give a shit that Jay Crowder isn't here anymore as well. Yeah, Right.
0: you can definitely do all of <laughs> Sorry, that.
2: Sorry, I had to bring some levity. I don't want to cry uh, you know, after that interview. So.
0: I mean, there is one nugget of information that was really positive that came from the TNT broadcast tonight. Espo, you said that they had shared that Mikel's Man streak is not affected by missing the game tonight. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, the NBA made the right decision. You yeah. can't hold it against him. He can't be expected to go out there. And play it, it. I mean, they don't even have the jersey ready right. for him to even play. There's not even a uniform if he wanted to play. I guarantee it. So the league made the right choices. Iron Man streak should live, and it will.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this. It was just. It was hard to see these pictures. It was hard to see the videos and the interview. Um, but it also, at the same time, I guess, could not that it it was ever a question to begin with. But you know how much they cared about this city and this team. You know how much they loved being Mm -hmm. here. Um, Because they look like they feel the same way that majority of us feel here um, as Suns fans. (laughs)
1: Apparently, except not for Elver. This guy is raging against (laughs) the idea that it's okay to be sad. These guys are gone. Like, we're excited Kevin Durant is here. Like I just said, there's room for both. I, I wouldn't go about telling fans how they should feel when some of their favorite players are gone, I, I wouldn't yeah. recommend doing that.
2: Look, we've done four shows of uh, being excited and screaming about Kevin Durant being here. We can take five minutes to acknowledge that it sucks that two guys who really loved being here no longer are here. Their sacrifices appreciated.
0: It's also, um, at least from my end of things, encouraged for you to look at athletes as human beings and not just a product. Yeah. Like just throwing that out there. Like, do they play a game that also entertains us? Yes. Are they actual human effing beings as well? Also, yes. So,
2: I was unaware yeah. of that until the interview.
0: Yeah, though. well, you know, there you go. You're welcome.
2: There's something new.
0: So, okay, I want to speculate a little bit Sweet. about this trade because I wonder, now that it's all kind of settling in, right, we know the Kevin Durant saga of last summer. Mm. Do you think that there is potential that last summer the only reason why it didn't get done was because Mikel was not on the table. 100%. And that Matt Ishbia came in and made the decision to include Mikel.
2: 10,000%. When okay. you read between the lines of what Wode reported last night, he said that they had shifted their focus to a secondary three-team deal involving John Collins, right? But that Matt Ishbia said, no, we've got to go make one more run. To me, what that translates to is Matt Ishbia said, no, we're offering McHale. We're getting Kevin Durant in Phoenix. This is my move. And then it said that he and Joe Sy were the ones that actually finished the deal. So to me, that says in all likelihood, James Jones didn't really want to part with McHale. That's always been the hang up. In this deal, that the Nets wanted McHale as any part of a KD deal. And Matt Ishbia said, no, we're going all in, we're making this move, and we're not letting McHale be the hang up uh to it. Well, you know, time will tell if that's the right move here. But if you win a title in the next two years, it's hands down the right move.
1: Right. You make moves to increase your title probability. Uh, That's something Matt was telling us in the one-on-one interview. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, he was saying, I like our team, but we're going to be aggressive. And if it improves our probability of winning the ultimate goal, we're going to do it. And that's exactly what wound up happening. So as much as it sucks losing Mikhail and Cam and all those draft picks and whatnot, that's the price you pay for a guy who immediately raises your Mm -hmm. title ceiling. And if they win a title in the next couple of years, it's absolutely 100% worth it. This is a franchise that has been in existence for nearly 55 years now with zero titles. This is the type of all-in move you have to make if you're in position to do it, especially when there's a top 10, top 15 player of all time at stake. Um, so yeah, it's it stings as far as the emotions and the fan favorite side of it, but it's a no-brainer from the basketball side, and I think that was the hang-up last summer. Um, you know, we heard that the Nets weren't interested in DeAndre Ayton. That was reported last summer. Uh, we heard through the grapevine kind of that like Mikhail bridges might've been the hangup. Um, there were a couple of people on Twitter that sort of beat around the bush on that. So I, I, I do think Ishbia based on the reporting we heard from Woj was like, no, you got to throw him in. We're getting this done now. Um, and that's probably what the hangup was.
2: Yeah. And look, I, I get the hesitancy because everybody loves the idea of what could be right. Mm-hmm. But you know what Kevin Durant is. Mm-hmm. You know what he is going to bring to this team, and as much as I love the thought of what Mikael Bridges could turn into, I don't want to play the "what could be" game anymore. Right? I want the reality of what is right now, and Kevin Durant is that.
0: Psycho Hawk asked, "Did we trade the soul of this team?" Though only time will tell. I mean, I think there's a part of it, maybe, but. Honestly, I think the, I think, I think Devin is, is the anchor of this team. Was Mikkel and Cam and DA and campaign, were they like the jovial, fun, outgoing parts of this team? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that this team is going to be completely obliterated, like, um behind the scenes culture, all that kind of stuff, wise, because the twins aren't here anymore.
2: Nice guys finish last, right? That's the that's the saying. Well, I'm not gonna apply I, that to this. I, I don't know. Like, it's look, not. look, I I love having a team that's likable in those ways, but I really don't care if that goes away to get better as a basketball team. This team's gonna have a different personality now because CP3 book. KD, those all are guys that have a very similar you know, mindset of I'm locked in, we're doing this job, and we're doing it however we need to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're, That's the mentality of this team now. And I always felt like, especially last year, that this team had split personalities. You had the, the CP3 Booker side, and then you had the McHale – cam da and and javel mcgee side of it and and campaign and it it felt disjointed in mentality at times like you would see you'd see cp3 give that like side eye when they were doing the dancing in i the didn't see that
1: at all i saw i saw them hanging back and laughing and, and getting a kick out of it i didn't see them participating in it but i don't think there was a disjoint i never got the sense being around the team that their mentality was disjointed, or anything. I, I
2: don't mean it like there was a split locker room with it. It's I just, know. just two very different approaches to to the game, which which is all right. But I think that this, you now have three guys, your three main stars, that are very much of the same mindset. I think
1: people make the mistake of – and this is something Monty pushed back on when he was asked you know, about Mikhail and Cam and DA's goofy dynamic. He would always push back on like – I don't think goofy is the right word. Like they enjoy having fun. They like laughing with each other and enjoying where they are in life and in basketball. But like when it comes to their work ethic, it's always there. It's never we're goofing around or messing around. And so I think when players like that struggle in the playoffs, the first thing that gets blamed is, oh, remember the time that he grabbed the broomstick and they were singing along in pregame? It's that type of shit is stupid to me. Like, that's not the reason why Mikhail Bridges withered in the playoffs. That's not the reason why D.A. was non-existent after game two in that playoff series like
2: I hope it's, you don't think that separate. was what I was trying No, to I don't think I, that's I, what
1: you were saying. No. I But I do think that's something that came up as far as when they would dance to that song Nevada and when they would mm-hmm. enjoy themselves in pregame. And the pregame, like, huddle that they would do with JaVale McGee before every game, people, like, turn that into something ugly after the fact because they they got their asses beaten. I just don't think, you know, having fun and putting in your work— I don't think those things have to be mutually exclusive. And
0: I think it's all just personality based because I can tell you firsthand experience. Devin is a playful, fun guy behind the scenes. He's not going to do that in a front facing public type of of scenario, though. Like, that's just not who he is. I don't think that that's who Chris Paul is either. For the most part, when it comes to basketball type settings, obviously he's got to be somewhat of a playful, fun personality away from basketball or else he wouldn't do Cliff Paul type commercials. <laughs> right? Well, yeah, like- You know what I mean? But I get what you're saying. And ke- look at Kevin Durant on Twitter. One of the funniest guys on social oh, yeah. media that we've seen in a hot minute. Mm. But I do think there is something to be said about just maybe the approach when it comes to preparing for a game. Um, And not that it would create any division within within the team or the locker room anything, but I think Chris Paul, Book, and KD approach getting prepared or leading up to a game a little bit more. They're a little more reserved with their attitude Mm -hmm. and their feelings, whereas guys like Mikel and DA and Campaign are a little more jovial and excited leading up to a game. And I don't think one is better or worse than the other. It's just a difference of personality. And I think what I
2: was more trying to say is that that didn't necessarily mean that they were the soul of the team, right? Like, like they they were part of the fabric of the mm-hmm. team, but that you're not necessarily losing everything that made this team what it is, because also Devin Booker and CP 3s mentality is a big piece of, of what this team is and the fabric of it and how they approach things. So I, I don't want to give the, I, I, I don't, I, I hate it. If I gave off the appearance that I was like, just dismissing those guys because of, of the jovial attitude, right. not what I was trying to say. So and
1: yeah, and I no, do, we get it. And I do think, like, the locker room, to your point, it did get more serious. Like, mm-hmm. you're replacing Mikael and Cam and Dario, who were well-liked by everybody in the locker room, with Kevin Durant, with T.J. Warren, with a new guy in Darius Baisley. Like, that's going to take some time to build a new dynamic. They They got rid of their funniest guy. It doesn't matter if you win. Like if you win, mm-hmm. everything's going to be perfectly fine. If you don't win, that seriousness maybe it affects the locker room mentality, you get a but, more tense. but this is all just kind of speculation thing and it doesn't matter because you upgraded your high-end talent and you're trying to win a championship. You know, you're not trying to have the most friendly locker room, you're trying to win a title um and that's what matters most here. Well,
2: and Kevin Durant now is in a a much less drama-filled locker room than right. he was too. Uh, which, you know, that, again, just more businesslike, I think, for him, too. He doesn't have to focus on that. He can just come in and do what he does and know that Devin Booker, Chris Paul are going to do the same things, so. you yeah. know.
0: I mean, if anything, you could also talk about how Monty is also a huge piece of that puzzle of what the soul of mm-hmm. this team is like as well. And Monty is stick is going to stick around, and I hope KD really enjoys playing for Monty Williams in the same way that we've seen devin and the rest of the sons for the most part have enjoyed playing for monty williams um, and he also shared some sentiments with us about cam and mikhail pre-game and this is what he had to say
2: human side to all of this that um, you have to deal with you know it was an emotional day um, <clears throat> talking to those guys and um, i got to see them before they they took off and um it was emotional. So those,
3: those two are near and dear to my heart. Um, they literally are like my family and um,
2: they know how much we care about them. Uh, they understand the business side of it, but they also understand that there's a human side, an emotional side, a connection that um, is greater than the business side.
0: So that was the first time we got to hear from Monty since getting the news of the trade. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I had mentioned in the pregame show, the Suns canceled shoot around today. So the first time anybody got to speak to the Suns for the most part um, since this trade news came out was just right after this game. Dwayne Rankin of AZ Central was on the road and he got to talk to D.A. And D.A. said, quote, did a lot of crying already. Once I know my guys, the twins are good. I'm back to business. I mean, listen, you can't you can't discredit the emotional part of losing your BFF. Brittany in the chat <laughs> said, I think Brittany in the chat put it perfectly. I feel like when your best friend moves away across the country in middle school. Like, yeah. that hurts. It sucks. <laughs> it Nobody wants to go through yeah. that. It's not right. fun.
1: And people forget these aren't, like, just because they're these giant six-foot, seven-feet-tall human beings, like, is still 24 years old. Like, these yeah. are his friends. These are his 26-year-old friends that he's yeah. been in Phoenix with this whole time, basically. Um, and when you are on a team that goes to the finals together, that wins 64 games and should have won a title last year, you probably, as much as they say, oh, we know it's a business, we know this could happen, it doesn't really hit you until it happens. And like, I think these guys probably thought that they would be together for a while and Mm -hmm. competing for championships together and win one together. So look, we're not making excuses for tonight's performance, but I do think as fans, sometimes we get so caught up in (laughs) the team's performance and and certain players and how they play in stats. And we forget the human element.
2: Like you mentioned earlier, Linz, Chris, Paul had a great quote after the game though, when asked about adding Kevin Durant to the Suns, he said, quote, add him to the Washington Generals and they're going to be nice. (laughs) I mean, that's a hell of a quote because the the, the all-time losers in basketball, you put KD on there, they're going to be pretty good. So, I mean, there's there's multiple emotions right now in that locker room, like like I think with all of us, excitement for what's to come and sadness for what's been lost Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. the process as well. For sure.
0: And it's okay to have a mixed bag of emotions. It's called
2: being an adult.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Facts. But listen, by the time our next uh, takeover comes along, March 16th, I'm sure we will all have come to terms with a little bit more of these emotions. And hopefully the excitement level will be much, much higher because not only will, in theory, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, DeAndre, and then Chris Paul, All be playing together at the same time, but we'll all be able to go watch the game together. Mm -hmm. That's right, you heard it. The next PHNX Suns Takeover is happening on March 16th. So grab your tickets, they are available now. You can join us and watch Book and KD take on the magic. All of our uh, PHNX crew is going to be out there, likely. Um, people from all the other shows, likely. On, no, well, you know, <laughs> undecided. I mean. The so PHNX far. Suns crew will be there. I'm sure additional P- <laughs> PHNX crew will also come hang out with us. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a blast. You can grab your ticket uh, and a. T-shirt also comes with the purchase They're, of your ticket. The dollars pocket value. logo t-shirt nice. comes with the purchase of this ticket, which is super cool. Uh diehards, check out the discard. We'll put the uh, link in there. Discard? Does discard. That, did I just say discard? The discard. discard. Go to the
2: discard. No, Arrg. I am s- m-
0: mightily <laughs> struggling discard. today. Discard. <laughs> <Arr>. Fantastic. <laughs> Uh, Let me try that again. Diehards, check out the Discord. (laughs) And the Die Hard website for your 20% off.
2: Lindsay, don't you mean die hard?
0: <laughs> are we going to dress up as pirates this uh, year? Should we all dress up as pirates for, for this, this game?
2: legal piece and the Die Hard.
0: <laughs> also, if you guys are not a Die Hard, you can become a Die Hard. And if you become a Die Hard, not only will you get your hands on a brand new uh, t-shirt of your choice, might I recommend the Slim Valley Reaper t-shirt that we just mm-hmm. launched mm-hmm. today. But you also get 20% off events like this takeover on March 16th. You'll get access to premium diehard level content and 20% off all merch as well throughout the year. So check it out. Come hang out with us.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> Two more things. I'm oh. going to do one. Esma, well, you should do the other one since clearly I can't. Talk yeah. tonight.
2: You know what you should have at Illegal Pete's? A margarita.
0: <laughs> Love that. That's a <laughs> good one. Anyways. But Illegal Pete's does have the hookup for Super Bowl Sunday. So there's two different ways that you can enjoy Illegal Pete's on Sunday. uh If you are watching the game at home, you can order Illegal Pete's and they will bring the party to you, which is the option that I'm definitely going to be selecting, right? Takes the guesswork, the legwork. All of the work out of Super Bowl Sunday, Illegal Pete's got you covered. Or if you are more adventurous like Gerald and you like to be out amongst the people and go visit new places and things, mm-hmm. they are also having happy hour all day on Sunday, February the 12th. So you can stop by their location on Mill Ave, which is where we were. Last night, actually, yes, um, it was fantastic. Had a good burrito bowl. Always get the chips with it and the queso as well. Just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, the big game is coming up and Illegal Pete's is your go to spot for all the pregame materials you need. Feel up during their happy hour all day on February 12th. Or if you're watching the game from home, Illegal Pete's will bring the party to you.
2: Can you, you tell can us even about watch, the
0: Underdog Fantasy app as
2: well? You can watch the small <laughs> games at Illegal Pete's, too. Not That's just true. the big game. You can. Uh, yeah, Underdog Fantasy. It's fun. All right. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. I look. <laughs> done. Uh, look, I, I'm just going to say it. I suck at everyday fantasy. Season-long fantasy is a pain in the giant ass. All right. It is a, or a giant pain in the ass. Say, what? It's, ass <laughs> giant. it's a pain in the tidy what ass, if it's a too. Small ass. It's just a pain. All right. <laughs> and I am terrible at it, uh, except for football. But like baseball, <laughs> basketball, having to change your lineup every day. It's too much. It is. I mild. mean, it is is a giant ass in the pain. A, all right. <laughs> uh and so i love the fact that with underdog you can basically do a, a daily fantasy you can get in on that you can play best ball which means you just draft your lineup and they give you the highest score you don't have to set a lineup they just go all right, what was the highest score out of all of these? Which is the best way to do yeah. it? How many times have you screwed yourself by not putting the right guy in it's in like your lineup? It's like having the
0: cheat codes. Oh, it really to is fantasy sports.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like up it up down down left is. left yeah. right or whatever it was on exactly. NBA Jam. I don't remember anymore. <laughs> uh, it's and it, it's it's great, but what I really love is the pick them yes. higher, lower. That simple. You put five together, <clears throat> and you can win up to twenty times your money. 20 times your money. I want a grand doing this. Uh, I love it in baseball because you can pick higher and lower on pitch counts for starting pitchers. And it's really just a complete and utter crapshoot, but it's a lot of fun. And Derek Montilla, the mayor of PHX and myself, won a grand each on the same day. And it was... So much fun. So I recommend go over to the Underdog Fantasy app, download it, use the promo code PHNX, and they're going to match your first deposit up to $150, I believe. $100. $100. Yeah. $100. You don't need that extra $50. You're going to win enough with 100 you that you're just going to love it. So go over, download the Underdog Fantasy app, use the promo code PHNX, and have some fun. On Underdog Fantasy.
0: And for Super Bowl, um, the payout is uh, anywhere from 20 times to 30 times your money. You
2: can get 30 times? So
0: there's a couple Super Bowl uh, boosters over on the Underdog Fantasy app. So make sure you guys check that out as well. Okay. Last thing we want to talk about is a little bit more on the buyout market because that is the next part of this puzzle for mm-hmm. the Suns. And during tonight's game, um, we got an additional update from Krispy Haynes, who shared who the main target might be for the Phoenix Suns.
3: Now you look at Phoenix Suns, the one of the teams that you, when you think of the buyout market, They're going to be in play for a lot of them. And one guy I want to mention right now who potentially is going to get a buyout, and that's Reggie Jackson. Look for him and the Suns to make some contact in the near future. So it's going to be an interesting twist, but the Western Conference definitely got stronger over these last 24, 48 hours.
2: Okay. Make some contact in the near future. Is Crispy Haynes doing a Roman ad? Like, what do you you, you, make some contact in the near future? It's like ET. We'll make some. Hey, uh, Reggie. Oh, we'll no, make I some don't. contact in the near future. I don't like that. Yeah, that's too my like a level. Can I interest turn. you in my mid-level exception?
0: Turn back. <laughs> turn back. Unsubscribe. As Gerald likes to say, eject, eject, eject. Get me out of here, Crispy <laughs>
2: Haynes. Crispy. Yes.
0: <laughs> I mean, listen. We talked about we talked about Reggie Jackson in the sh- first sh- show of the day. Second show of the day?
2: I don't fucking remember. Uh,
1: technically,
0: it's the first, because I believe our show last night started in that, the 11 that, o'clock that hour. No,
2: no, no. It started at like 11.55, and we okay. went well into, into today, so it, is, it was at least our second show of the day. All we right.
0: We'll call Reggie it the Jack. second show of the day. Uh We did talk a little bit about the buyout market, and Reggie Jackson seemed like He would be at the top of most of our lists as Mm -hmm. far as people that we think the Suns should target. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is good news, I would say, from my opinion. I wouldn't be mad at having Reggie Jackson on this Suns squad coming off the bench, somebody who can play that backup point guard spot. And obviously if campaign remains injured or if he's unable to play at the level he was prior to his injury, This isn't a bad person to have in your back pocket.
1: No. I mean, he's averaging 11 points and three and a half assists per game this season. He started 38 of his 51 games for the Clippers. Um, You know, his numbers have dipped from last year, but he's playing fewer minutes. And I think he could just need a change of pace at this point. We remember in the 2021 playoffs, that conference finals series, he was fantastic. He couldn't miss. Um, You're probably not getting that guy at this stage of his career, but because of the concerns about campaign, both his health and his reliability in a playoff series, because right now your backup is Saban Lee. Um, I think Jackson would be a huge pickup. Um, you know, the Clippers have had some issues with his shot selection a little bit this this season, but I think you put him in an offensive system like the Suns, especially when they have Kevin Durant now joining the mix. Um, I think that'll only make things easier for him.
2: Yeah, look, you're, I think you're getting a a, a more refined campaign in Reggie Jackson, a guy that can can go alter a microwave at any point and give you a lot of points uh, off the bench uh, uh, every once in a while, but that can can just get the job. And what you need in your second unit, and I said this earlier today, is do no harm. Just mm-hmm. just keep the leads that this starting unit is going to get you. I want Reggie Jackson. I want Will Barton. I think those are the two names yeah. that I've seen in the buyout market that do something for me. And I like the idea of Will Barton because he's going to be extra motivated to kick the Nuggets' ass if you face him in the playoffs. <laughs> mm-hmm. So anytime you can have that. And we talked about it earlier. The Suns have an advantage. They have two open roster spots, and they have the the luxury tax-paying mid-level exception. So that's about $6 million that they can either give to one guy, split between multiple guys. So we're not just talking veteran minimums for these buyout candidates. So I, I want to see them be uh, be very aggressive after Will Barton and Reggie Jackson. Zach mentions Ter- Terrence Ross as well in the chat. I think if you strike out on one of those guys, Terrence Ross should be another call you make.
0: potentially. Well, I think Joe, you need
1: a guard and a wing.
0: Tell us yeah. what you think about. Uh, Leo's super chat right here said, Gerald, you my guy. What do you think about Terrence Ross or Will Barton? Espo gave his two cents. What's yours?
1: Yeah, I would rather have Will Barton just because at this stage, I think he can give you a little bit more. Um, Just last season with the Nuggets, he was averaging just under 15 points, just under five rebounds and about four assists. Um, I think he can still be productive in that wing role. He gives you a lot of energy. Um, And and he's knocked down 30% of his threes this year. So it's not like he's completely washed getting spotty minutes with the Wizards. Um, I like Terrence Ross too. If you strike out on Will Barton, Terrence Ross is not a bad wing option. I think with those two spots, you need a wing and you need a backup guard. Um, So if they strike out on Jackson, I would prefer them look at another potential guard that might be out there. But, you know, Ross is, he's older now, but he's still shooting 38% from three-point range this season, averaging eight points for a Magic team that's kind of focusing on the youth right now. Um, so either one of those would really help. I don't know if, I don't know if Terrence Ross is your fifth starter. I think Will Barton could be, I don't think he's your point of attack defender, but, um, just something to keep in mind because you're not going to find a, like a diamond in the rough, maybe on the buyout no. market, but you are going to find guys that can just help strengthen your mm-hmm. bench rotation. Okay.
2: Friend of the show, Bren, who, uh, is great on Twitter with Take says, no, Will Barton, his defensive metrics are awful, as is the shooting, rather throw a Kogi or Craig out there. Well, this is another name to throw in the mix. That doesn't mean you are shutting the door on playing a Kogi or or playing – Torrey Craig minutes, it's another option. like, And that's what you're looking for in this buyout, is guys that can come in uh, and either surprise you or be there as backstops if if something happens along the way. I think Reggie Jackson's a little bit more than that. Will Barton, to me, is let's see, and if he can outperform a Craig or an Akogi uh, when you bring him in, then he gets the minutes. If not, then he's there in case one of those guys goes down and you have the additional depth you need. Yeah, and
1: some of the metrics are not in Barton's favor on the defensive end, but he does rank in the 72nd percentile in on-ball perimeter defense on the B-ball index, um, and he's the, in the 83rd percentile in terms of the time he spent guarding shot creators, which is kind of what you would want him to be able to do given what you've sent out in trades on the defensive side of the ball so he's not a terrible defender. He's not like some lockdown Mikhail Bridges. But at this point, we probably need to Lower reconcile yeah. <laughs> with the fact that we're not getting a guy like that. Yeah. Um, yeah Especially Terrence, not on
0: the buy- mar- the buyout market.
1: No. Like Terrence Ross is, is the better shooter, obviously, between the two. But I do think Barton has maybe more to give at this point for Mm -hmm. what the Suns might be looking for. But we'll see where where they go.
0: If you want to take a deeper dive on additional players who might be available on the buyout market, Gerald did write an article today for GoPHNX.com. 10 Buyout Candidates for Phoenix Suns to Monitor After Kevin Durant Trade. That is the title. It is the most recent story available over at GoPHNX.com, and it's available for everybody to read. So, Check it out if you want to, again, dive a little bit deeper on some of these guys.
2: Wait, you did four shows today and an article? Two and, articles. And two articles and a short.
0: Mm-hmm. I thought my five <laughs> shows
2: and a short <laughs> were a lot, but you put the two articles in there, too. Congratulations. Yeah. You're my king of the game.
1: Thank you. I can't really see your face at this that's point. That's <laughs> Because my eyes are going Bro, like Bro, are yours <laughs>
2: burning. My yeah. eyes are literally burning I right thought now. I was just having a stroke, <laughs> and that's why I <laughs> no. couldn't see your face, so...
0: Oh, my goodness gracious. Thank you all for joining us. We're going to say goodbye because we need to go take a nap and like a 10 hour nap at that one. But have no fear. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll have a pregame show for you guys starting at 430 p.m. as the Suns prepare to take on the Pacers. And of course, a postgame show after that one wraps up. I know I've said thank you to you guys like 100 times today. It feels like but I'll say it one more time because I genuinely mean it. Thank you all for being here uh, four shows in one day. And I see so many of the same faces in the chat or names, I guess, honestly in the chat in all four of the shows, we genuinely appreciate this community. We appreciate your support um, and we'll get to hang out with you guys again tomorrow on your way out. Make sure you hit that like button because it helps us out a lot. Um, If you're listening to this on a podcast platform, Great review. Subscribe also helps us out a lot. Um, until we see you tomorrow, you can follow the show at PHNX underscore sons. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home.
2: We'll all make contact soon. Ahoy, hoy.